You are listening to Prime Venture Partner Podcast where we bring you impactful moments from the lives of entrepreneurs, new CXOs and investors who are playing a key role in building digital India. Hi everybody, this is Sanjay Swami, Managing Partner at Prime Venture Partners. Welcome to our podcast series. Prime, as you know, is an early stage venture capital fund investing in technology and product-focused businesses. Today we have with us Gyas Nambisan, CEO of one of our first companies in the portfolio, EasyTap, which is uh, fairly well known now as a mobile-based payments acceptance solution and doing a lot more now company is now in about 7 years old has you know several hundred thousand points where it's being used by a number of large enterprises and bias joined the company about 5 years ago initially as the cfo and has now taken over as the ceo as both the founders have moved on so bias you know this is sort of a unique situation that we have here and uh, would love to share you know, your experiences of the journey as well So tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to EasyTap. Sure. Before I started at EasyTap, I spent 20 years at Intel. Thought I would be a lifetime Intel big company employee. And I had happened to meet Bobby in one of my stints with Intel when I was at India as CFO of Intel India. We had gone back to California and I was there. I had been 4 years in my role in California and I was looking at my next assignment with an Intel. We started thinking about how, you know, what are the different things we could talk uh, I could consider doing and I got talking to Bobby and he was saying hey why don't you think about startups why don't you come and look at companies here come look at us I'll introduce you to others so I made a trip out to India met the team you know I like the area they were working on I didn't know much about fintech you know tech part but not the fin part but it was it seemed like it was dynamic it was changing it was interesting I like the team Both those things were important to me. I got to gel with the team, got to be interested in the company. Decided to go ahead and take the plunge, and so joined them in 2014. I was with Bobby for four something years. When the founders leave the company, it is a big change. Because a lot of the culture of a company is revolves around the tone set by the founders. So therefore, when there is a change from a founding leadership, I would imagine most companies it is hard. I think we had the benefit that I had worked. For four years with Bobby, we actually shared a similar background, similar approach. Over the four years, it was sort of our joint culture that already existed. So for me, there was a sense of continuity going forward that perhaps somebody coming from outside may not have had the benefit of. Still, I think it's a big change even for the employees and the team. There's uncertainty, and for your uh, customers, etc. There's uncertainty. So, I think in EasyTap's case specifically, there were three stakeholders that you had to uh, interact with, and you know, um, there were of course the employees, which were the most important from an immediate perspective, but also business partners as well as customers, right? Yeah. Given that the business involves partnering with the largest of banks and customers are some of the largest uh, names in the industry. So those would be in three areas but any specific things that you did for each of these stakeholders Absolutely I think all three have to be addressed quickly and firmly can't let things linger So I started with the employees I got to start with the home base I started by meeting every single person in the team in our company in teams of 5 to 10 walk them through they knew me they were comfortable with me but they were uncomfortable with the change the magnitude of the change So I had to walk them not only through the reason why Bobby was leaving and the change but also 
energize them with my vision of where I wanted to take them. I think the, both those elements were important. And I think I was successful in taking the team through. Anytime there's change, it's an opportunity to sort of re-energize, reset, etc. So I really took advantage of that to pump up the energy level, get them focused, get much more focused. And I think that really paid off. The next set was to then, you know, go after the customers and partners and connections. I already knew most of them. Those whom I didn't, I got connected to through Bobby, to you, Sanjay, connected quickly, met them, established a face-to-face -face relationship. And again, walked through the transition. They had some questions, but at the end, they would say, okay, yeah, comfortable, very easy tap is going. And it was pretty Seamless. And of course, the fourth stakeholder there being the investors and the board, but there you had the continuity and you had the full backing. So, That's right. uh, so just uh, for the for the audience, actually, the board conducted a CEO search and, and actually worked with the recruitment firm and actually made sure that we did the right thing judiciary wise. And then after that period of time, during which Piaz was an interim CEO, he did such a special job that we felt he really is the right person for the role and it's worked out really well. I think it's very clear from, you know, the social media and all the other posts that I see. And yesterday I judged Hackathon at EasyTap as well, that the energy has you know, gone to new levels. So as he said, whenever there's a change, there's an opportunity to inject some new direction. But broadly, Bias, from your perspective, you know, while some of the methods might have changed, you know, the energy levels have, uh, you know, perhaps changed and, and gone up because you know, just that was an opportunity to do so. I think a lot of what you also did has started producing some, you know, new results from a strategic direction perspective, right? And that's where the continuity and the thought process help. But it's also, you know, quite dangerous in some ways to, to do these things uh, sort of aggressively and abruptly, right? So how do you manage sort of keeping with the same strategy and yet sort of expanding on it and perhaps accelerating some of the broader growth plans that the company may have had? And how do you change as these moments, uh, you know, or inflection points? Look, there's always change. There's constant change and uh, trying to figure out how we respond either proactively or reactively, depending on where we are to the change is key. Look, I'm not afraid to fail. I'm afraid to do nothing. So I'd rather think about ways to attack something and then go about it. And if failure happens, it happens. That's and you learn and then you figure out how to move forward. In setting the strategy, choosing a course of action, one of the things I did with the leadership of my team was to get them really bought in and leverage the collective wisdom versus just my thoughts on where we should go. I think by getting that, I've got the buy-in from the team. And that actually gives me stability because at any point, there are people who are reinforcing you and supporting your strategy within your team. And it's not just you propping up a strategy. It is much more powerful. And so we were able to achieve that, get the consensus, if not consensus across everybody, but across enough of a majority. So I had buy-in from the leadership team to take the company in the direction forward. And that helps sustain it because it's the team that's interacting with everyone else in the company. And they have to be the ones reinforcing our direction, reinforcing the strategy. I've got their buy-in then I've got that continuity going and ability to make some tough decisions and make our way through some, you know, wrong turns and where we have to make corrections. So you moved from a role of CFO, yeah. uh, which sort of was really more of a COO role, uh, practically speaking, during the latter part of the first four years and in a tech product company. And uh, of course, you've been at Intel for several years, but also mostly in finance yeah. roles. 
what was the fundamental change of you know moving from managing the expenses and you know the business plan to all of a sudden saying we need to spend money we need to do this we need to do that yeah. right and how did you handle that you know there's the biggest change for me was with Bobby and me it was like captain and co-pilot right we did many of the similar things but there was an opportunity always bounce off of each other and we will debate with each other on decisions and go forward and that's one of those things that was hardest for me as i you know went forward at you know the initial part is i didn't have that one single point now i had a, did have a team but i didn't have the equivalent of that pilot co-pilot relationship and so often a lot of the decisions now are just me versus you know bobby and me bouncing it off of each other that was the hardest transition really for me to make the other hard transition for me to make was putting on much more of the sales outgoing hat sort of being the inward execution growing that side skill was also a change for me it's a continued learning experience i i think it's that it doesn't matter you know to me at 2014 you know we were still in the nascent stages of ramping the business and growing the business and i'd been with the business long enough that to me i feel no different i don't think the company feels any differently about me either so that hasn't been much of an issue i'm going to go a little off topic here and talk about something that you do that to me actually was one of the things that contributed a lot to my conference that you'd be an amazing ceo and it's actually what you do in your garage so not many people know about this and i'll tell you later what he's called by the neighbors but uh, yes tell us about you know what you really are passionate yeah. about you know my real passion is about restoring cars So I build cars, I restore them all by myself. I do build engines, I build suspension, I'll do brakes, upholstery, paint, everything in my garage by myself. And I've always loved doing that. I loved doing this as a kid. I had the opportunity while in the US to go to a junkyard, buy old beat up cars, restore them, and uh, figuring out how to restore it back to factory perfection to me was the is my stress reliever but and my passion always loved it and i do it and you know i'll uh, jump on uh, with uh, sanjay alluded to so one day a uh, delivery guy came to our house i was coming and i called him and i asked him where are you he's inside he said sir i'm in front of mechanic wala's house <laughs> where is your house <laughs> so apparently the security guys and all the local staff in bombados called me mechanic wala but you know i think that's the passion for product right and i think uh, that carries through and one of the things bias has done so in the early days easy tap used to make our own devices although now the company is purely a software company and doing you know enterprise wide payment acceptance and uh, so we had bought a 3d printer to test some of the prototypes and one weekend i was in hsr i walked into the office and here was bias printing a part for his carburetor for his car you know i need to replace something so he actually has a 3d printed part oh in God. his car one of the things that it, working on cars taught me two things like one is when you start working on old cars you say okay you know your car is at stage x you, you say i want it to go straight up to stage y where it's perfect and you draw a straight line between that and say okay i'm going to start working on it and it's going to go up towards that stage of perfection when you start working on a reality uncover that reality is it's not a straight line you actually start going down first the car actually sort of gets worse because as you pull it apart you realize there's more things wrong or things that you thought you could be an easy fix actually take longer and you have to stay persistent with it 
you have to have the belief that you can still pull it out and go through. So that persistence that drives you up and towards getting it correct and done. And to me, that's a life lesson that to me translates into work as well. I figured through, yes, there's going to be problems, but now I have confidence that, you know, I'm going to stick with it. I'll see that turnaround. I'll see that move up because I've done it so many times in the car world. And I have the confidence of, okay, that's, you know, you have to deal with it. It will happen. And you've got to learn how to power through that. The other thing you learn is when you're doing this, you need to have attention to detail. You got to think about all the possible consequences of how things come together and fit together. What's your budget? What's all of that? And what's your objective? Where you're getting to? You got to think through that. Otherwise, you're going to spend a lot of money and get an unsatisfactory result. Again, something that translates, you know, even in our business and products, I get involved in through. Hey, how does this walk me through exactly? How does it work? Asking all the right questions. So EasyTap has evolved its business, its target markets, focus areas, solutions over the years. And now that you've been one year, you know, as CEO of the company, I think congratulations, just about your first time, yeah, right around this yeah. week. How do you describe EasyTap now and what's the next two years hold in store? We're a payment platform company that has almost a powerful platform, flexible, modular platform, both for enterprise solutions, but also for merchant solutions. And I think that growth is our ability to be a fast, modular platform is going to allow us to drive and innovate in areas which are rapidly changing and drive that innovation and grow the company. Payments itself is a small piece. There's lots of things around payments that are equally important, whether it's reconciliations, value-added services, etc. And our ability to deliver all of these pieces will, will be key in delivering our growth over the next two years. Yes, always a pleasure to chat with you. People may not know, Bias and I actually went to the same school together. He's a few years junior to me. We didn't really know each other then. Then, of course, he corrupted himself by going to the number <laughs> one competitor school of ours. So I will. <laughs> but it's great to have a, a fellow Josephite on the show. And thank you so much. Thank you, Sanjay. And all the best always, at EasyTap. Always great talking to you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of My Venture Partners Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this show so that you can stay updated with great conversations like these. You can share your feedback at our Twitter handle at the rate PrimeVP underscore in or leave your review on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to the show from. 